1: Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, uh, or also alternately weird snake skull men with, man, what the fuck is this character design? Uh, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike.
2: Hey, I'm here. And we've got Lexi. Okay, you know how Netflix, if you aren't watching it for a little bit, it'll, like, time out and kick you back to the, um like, main screen? Yes. Um, the very instant that we clapped to do the, like, audio sync for this recording, my Netflix timed out, and for a moment, just a brief moment, I was like, wait, how did I do that?
1: Okay, yeah, well, well done. Okay,
2: great. <laughs> Clap um, activated Netflix. Yeah, That's awesome. That's going to be the next big thing. Watch
1: it. Clap activated. When that, like, I don't know. I
2: feel like... The uh, clapper's coming back, Zach.
1: (laughs) All the, like, voice activated digital assistants, like, hey, Alexa, or I guess it's not hey, Alexa, but, hey, Google, and all that crap. I, I mean, feel you can like just say, hey, Lexi,
2: if you want me to look something up.
1: Well, I guess I could do that. But all of those are already, like, activate
2: by accident enough, I think clapping would just constantly be like, what do you need? Yeah, no, the, I mean, <laughs> the number of times that uh, I've accidentally activated Cortana while we were recording Persona. Like, I think that's proof uh, enough that there's some problems in the... Uh, in the I, process there.
1: I used to I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I used to have a Windows phone also. And um my Cortana would somehow like always activ- accidentally activate when I was like going up the stairs with groceries. And it would be like, What do you want? Or, you know, whatever it says, like, what can I do for you? And and then I would somehow like hit something with my thigh, and it would be like, What can I do for you? What can I do for you? And I remember very distinctly. I don't know if it will still do this, because I don't have anything that has Cortana on it anymore.
2: I mean, you have a computer, right? Well,
1: yes, but I'm never going to do that. Anyway, so (laughs) I remember saying... Like, it's built in. You don't have to do anything. I remember being like, shut up, Cortana. And then Cortana said, if you don't need me, you shouldn't activate me. And I was like... (laughs) I remember remember being like, I'm going to put all these groceries down and then throw this phone off the fucking balcony, (laughs) because... Why would you program a goddamn digital assistant to be sassy at you? I hate it. This makes me so upset. Anyway, uh,
2: Zach, everyone yes. else, everyone else shits on you constantly. It just wanted you to feel more comfortable.
1: Uh, it wants me to f- be more at home by yes. getting, by the robot lady dunking on me.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, great. I'm on the buy into this theory. I don't like it.
1: So. This week um, <laughs> we're gonna talking about things.
2: First thing, I guess it's the only thing I really have. Uh, I mean I can talk about the like the ducks and the turtles I saw today.
1: Okay, tell me about the ducks and the turtles you saw today, Lexi. Okay,
2: so the ducks were taking a nap on, okay. uh, on a log. Hmm. Um. The 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 boy duck had his like head tucked behind his wing. It was really cute. And the okay. The girl duck had woken up when I w- looked like she woke up when I came, and she was kind of just kind of standing there, staring ahead. Everyone once she'd quack. So it was cool. I watched them for a little bit. They're pretty chill.
1: We have a bunch of geese in my uh, neighborhood, and uh, geese suck. I think that's widely accepted as as fact uh, uh to
2: be to be clear can't can- canada geese specifically yeah canadian suck. geese they're really aggressive there um, are other types of geese that are a lot chiller
1: but but we had uh a bunch of them had babies and they were very cute and i i was like okay well this isn't so bad uh and then they became teenage geese which if you've never seen that is like they're the shape of of a normal goose but all, but like, still have down instead of like the the permanent feathers. They're very middle starter Pokemon. Yes, yes, looking. that is an exact. That is a great way to describe them. Uh, and they're even bigger dicks than the normal keys. So I don't. I, I think wa- it's
2: a universal law that uh, teenagers of any species are bigger dicks than their. <laughs> like with- I'll bet you. I'll bet you even teenage capybaras are kind of jerks.
3: I mean, the thing is, like, they all keep putting on like tightly colors and then like <laughs> fighting you. Yeah,
1: going with your metaphor, then are like war turtle turtles assholes? Is that how you say
2: that? I mean, have you have you seen the art for a war turtle? That thing's got fucking attitude, man. <laughs> He's a
1: teenager after all. Uh, so great, thank you for the duck report. I will be checking in with you every now, so often. Hold on, hold often. on, she didn't
3: finish. We never got to the turtles part. Okay, yeah, great. So <laughs> thank so,
1: you, Mike. Mike.
2: Like twenty feet away from those ducks was a log floating out in the middle of the of the river, and uh, there were some turtles just hanging there basking. I tried to get pictures, but they were too far away from my phone.
3: Ah, uh, it's a bummer when that happens.
2: So, Lexi,
1: let me uh, let me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some some serious turtle accusations. Uh, there are some. There's a swan in a nearby pond for me, and they had some babies. And uh, one of those fucking turtles ate one of the baby swans. And I'm not I'm mad at turtles now. I want to defend. Uh, Zach. Oh. Yes.
3: Turtle gotta eat. <laughs> but not the baby. Turtle do gotta eat, Zach. That's just, that's nature.
2: <laughs> okay. Listen, it didn't eat the adults that can have more.
1: Oh, that's not good. I <laughs> don't like that. That's, Zach, that's how nature works. Nature sucks. I hate it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not mutated enough to go for pizza, so they, they got they got to go with the goose, the goslins. <sighs> yeah,
1: it's weird how uh, when uh, turtles become mutated, they become
2: way less like homicidally violent. <laughs> well, you see, the, with sentience comes guilt and like a conscience. Okay, ideally. I see. I say ideally because there's some shit humans out there. <laughs> well, fair enough.
1: So anyway, thank you for the turtle and duck um, report. I also
2: I also met a baby
1: <sighs> corgi. Okay, how baby? How small?
2: Um, uh, well, it wasn't wasn't tiny, tiny. It so it was weird because like the head almost looked full size corgi, but the body definitely wasn't. Baby animals
1: don't grow at
2: like all their
1: parts don't like grow at the same rate so sometimes right, it looked have... like
2: somebody had had like a corgi model loaded up in some game and was playing around with the like size sliders for different sections of so it. so you
1: met a big head yeah. mode corgi is what <laughs> you're telling me
2: no more like yeah. a small body mode but okay great
3: yeah, they don't grow evenly, and they they in baby animals they don't they don't grow at all if they get eaten by turtles. Oh no, so Jesus! Just kinda... Why
0: would you do this? God damn
1: anyway,
2: it. anyway, he was he was uh, going real slow because he kept trying to sniff literally everything. So I ended up kind of passing them and got to got to <laughs> pet him a little bit, and he was very nice.
1: I would I just want to say nice. this to the people. To the people who are always like, I wish they would talk more about nonsense before they talk about Power Rangers. I hope that your fucking monkey's paw, like, curled up a finger as this episode was recording while we talked for 15 minutes about baby animals. Like, good job. You did that, I guess. Great. Um... So, I had a good anyway, day at the park, and I would have thought that my friends would have liked to hear about it. Lexi, I'm really very happy for you. that You had a nice day at the park. You know I love baby animals. I just don't think this is the like. Maybe we should so was, start. Was,
3: was it a was it an infinite non Euclidean park or <laughs> just a regular park? I, yeah. Um,
2: I I did find myself passing the same locations multiple times. <laughs> Okay, good. But it, didn't, great. but it didn't take me that long to leave, so. What is the. Have we ever seen, like, normal wildlife in
1: the non Euclidean park? Is it all, like. Are there normal ducks there? Or I'm is it sure all, like, we've
2: seen, like, waterfowl. Weird, like, Cthulhu ducks. Cause... No, we'd remember if we'd seen those. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, (laughs) unless 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 you can't remember seeing those, I
1: guess ducks kind of got. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna make a duck penis joke. Let's move on to talking about (laughs) things. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Eric, cut that out. Just cut that out. No, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, talk about things. Uh, Hasbro purchased Power Rangers. This is old news. We've talked about that before. That's fine. Um. However, there was recently a I, I'm kind of curious how this even got out because there, there's, there is a quote going around from CEO um, of Hasbro, Brian Goldner.
3: I just would take I just want to take a moment. To 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 point out that Brian Goldner is a hell of a businessman name. I like that like that is that is that is a placeholder first draft of a children's movie from the 80s businessman. Mike, name. can I
1: tell you something? I read his name three times before it didn't say Goldar. <laughs> and we've previously discussed that there is a football slash soccer player named David Goldar, so it's not like that's impossible. But I deeply, deeply wished that a man named Goldar had bought Power Rangers, the brand. That would have made and it me It was part very... of his evil
3: scheme to finally destroy yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, unfortunately, that's not what happened. Anyway, Brian Goldner uh, has a statement that he's, he gave uh, about the future of the Power Rangers franchise at the Hasbro Strategic Decisions Conference, which... I would love to know how the general media, like, do they, does, does like, uh, Bleeding Cool News, like, send one guy to the Hasbro Strategic Decisions Conference? They're a
3: huge fucking toy company, I, I have to assume so. I
1: guess so, it's just that seems, I don't know, maybe if you're, like, way, way into this, like, beat. That's exciting, but god, that sounds like the I mean, the most listen, boring. if you're, if you're
3: a, like uh, on a like a niche nerd culture website and you need them clicks, like I guess you just Yeah, you're going to every you're, you're paying attention to every fucking like uh, investor's call and like every dumb fucking business meeting that has anything to do with any sort of like toy or comic book or nerd ephemera company.
1: I, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I get going to, like, Toy Fair, that'd be fun,
2: but this is just seems like I such a I mean, Zach, specific... it's, it's not about fun, it's about getting the clicks. It's about clicks. Hard, there, there were those pictures, clicks. there was
3: recently some kind of, like, um, some sort of, like, marketing or brand big ol' festival of some kind thing... Uh, some kind of convention, and there were people in costumes all over the place, and most of them are like, fucking, like, Japanese mascots and, like, Care Bears and shit. And then there were just the Power Rangers, because Hasbro was there and just acquired them. And they looked (laughs) so out of place compared to all the giant, like, stuffed animal people.
1: That's kind of awesome. I like that. So, anyway, this announcement uh, is pertaining to the future of the franchise, Um, and I would like Mike to read it now, please.
3: Yes, Eric, please, uh... Please give me the most businessy music you've got uh, in the background. Maybe the soundtrack from Wall Street. I don't know, or like um, popcorn.
1: That that's pretty good.
3: Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> As I mentioned, we've now announced the acquisition of Power Rangers. This is really a great statement about where we believe we are in developing our brand blueprint. The fact that we can acquire Power Rangers brand and plug and play that right into our strategy where we activate it in entertainment, motion pictures in the future, and then, of course, across toys and games and consumer products and do so globally. We felt the brand was very under leveraged and undervalued. We feel we can exploit it to a much greater extent, and it was a great opportunity to acquire the brand. So
1: the reason I wanted to talk about this (laughs) Sorry, I was
3: holding back laughter that entire time. It's because it's fucking nonsense. Well, so
1: okay, so what did he say? He said,
2: "Yeah, he we're going to make a good Power Rangers it. shit." Like, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're awesome for buying this fucking for buying this fucking intellectual property.
3: Go us. Yeah. Well, and also like basically basically just say. I mean, I love, I love that he basically calls Saban out here. He's like, yeah, they weren't doing shit with this brand before. Don't worry, we got this. I mean, like, I,
1: I totally see someone like Hasbro who's been extremely successful in in again exploiting the word that they use, which like. I've seen some some people in, like, the fandom going around and being like, they're going to exploit the property. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't have used that voice. It's possible you just don't. If you don't follow this stuff, maybe it's I could understand how you don't really realize, like... What that's what they do. It's a toy. It's a toy brand. Like,
3: yeah. Like there's it a reason s- a businessman wouldn't consider that a bad word. Right. Like, it is what a company does.
1: And, and like, I mean, I think we've kind of made our our feelings on capitalism fairly clear yeah. over the years. But, but also but
3: we we talked we talked about this off air. Like that that's what you do with with the. There has never been a point. In which, it, it, where, where Power Rangers was not exploited. There's never been a, a a point where Power Rangers existed for for love of the form.
1: Right. And we, and we, we have, can, we've
3: occasionally gotten these, like, really fun bits and things made by people who clearly loved the property. Yeah, and to be clear, like, the you boot can, comics have been good. We got the stuff with Hyper RPG was good. And, like, there's clearly a lot of passion you there. You can but, make like,
1: great art out of a thing that was originally created to sell shit. That's- that that happens. That you can totally do that, but that said, the reason it exists is to sell stuff. Like it's always been that way. So yes. So anyway,
3: yeah. Can can we can we? I, I don't know if this has come up on the show before because I've I've missed a couple of weeks lately. Like it it, it kind of rings similar to me to like part of the freak out about like the Thundercats reboot. You know, it's like, oh my god, they've sucked the soul out of it. And I'm like, it's it's Thundercats. Uh, Also,
1: like, please go back and watch original Thundercats. Like, come on, guys.
2: I, yeah, as, that, as someone that who show is, never had a soul. To as suck. someone
1: who is a huge, huge fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, go watch the original Ninja Turtles cartoon and then come to me and be like, "They're ruining it with like whatever new stuff
3: they're making." Like, it's yeah. sorry, fuck me. <laughs> the the original ass Ninja Turtles. That's a rough. Oh, that's a man, rough it's road. Really hard.
1: Man. So, anyway, the, the reason what I was gonna say is like, I get why you would come out and say like hey we bought this because we think we can do more with it than the previous owners and we're excited
3: that's yeah, it he that's- used a lot of big words cuz like he was he was talking to other businessmen and like he <laughs> right. and like investors are going to like that's the thing is this statement is effectively him talking to investors and like hey here's why we did this and here's why it's going to make us and by extension you more well, money well that's what
1: makes it even weirder again to me is like are they letting press in, or did this leak? Because if if it's a press um, event... Typically,
2: typically, investor meetings, uh, like, the the actual, like, minutes from those are made public.
3: Okay, I All right, that makes more yeah, sense. If, so, they're, if they're publicly traded companies, like, anything like this that's meant to talk to investors has to be publicly okay, available. Okay, so
1: this is really not meant for us, like, because that's what I was... Gonna say no, I mean like, it's
2: the same it's the same way information about what Nintendo's doing next always comes out. Like it's never it's never Nintendo giving a press release to us. It's always it's always information from their investor meetings where they're like, okay, here's what we're gonna be doing okay. in the next, you know, quarter. In
1: that in that case, this statement makes more sense. It's still like hilarious because it's just so like
3: <laughs> Yeah, and you can you can read a lot, um if if you know what you're doing, you can get a lot of information looking at these things. If you know how to kind of interpret these investor meetings, like uh, recently, uh, just because I kind of loosely follow, you know, the, the video game journalism sphere, there were some folks like taking notice of the fact that like Konami recently did one of those investor meetings and just barely mentioned Metal Gear Survive. Sure. And people like, oh, oh, that game did bad, huh? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so, so like, I, I think the, the interesting thing to take away from this, the, is they are, are essentially saying, yes, we are going to make movies, which I think I already thought that, but I guess, it was fair to maybe not be sure since the last one didn't do super well.
2: Now, to, yeah, well, to be clear, they have not specified if they're going to continue the existing movie franchise or do something new.
1: That's the most interesting thing about this to me.
3: So, so actually, the article that we got this quote from mentions the fact that Hasbro has a lot of uh, has a lot of movie deals with Paramount, and since the the Power Rangers movie, the most recent one, was made through Lionsgate. Making a direct sequel of that would be kind of complicated, and I I feel like they probably wouldn't wouldn't want to put in that much work just to do that. So
1: here's, so okay, so licensing aside, which that's an excellent point. I hadn't thought about that. Licensing aside, it didn't do great. It didn't have, like, but people didn't hate it, I don't think. Well, okay, some people yeah. hated it. Well, they're saying <laughs>
3: that it did fine domestically, but it struggled abroad, right. which I feel like Power Rangers is kind of always going to do. Right, that, that, it, right. right. That's
2: true, but also the um, overseas market is really crucial for the way most movies are, like, marketed and expected to make money these days.
1: Yeah, so, so yeah, I
3: don't like, know how you can
2: if you can't do well in China, you're probably not getting a sequel.
3: The thing is, I'm I'm going to be honest and listen. I I had I had my gripes with the Power Rangers movie. I don't I don't want to I don't want to relitigate that whole thing. But I don't know how you I don't know how you fix that exactly. I don't yeah, know no, how you I don't. make Power Rangers something that appeals to, to 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 China and so on.
1: Right? No, I don't know you can. I think you do it by just making a very good movie because. Here's the problem, and this is actually something I just heard about that I had never heard about before, but is really interesting. The new Star Wars movies do good in China, but you know what doesn't? Rogue One and Solo because they're based on a link to existing st- to stuff that was big here but not there. Does that make sense? Like right, the yeah. original movies Nobody cared about in China. Star Wars episode uh, four, five, and six, well, and those did they are even di- did they even get them when they first came out? I don't think they were released there. Um, right. So like, so the new, the new like saga movies, the Force Awakens and Last Jedi do do totally fine there, but the ones where it's like this is a direct link to like the first scene of uh, episode four, which is Rogue One. Or solo, where it's like, this is all about Han Solo, a character that like sort is important in the Force Awakens, but it's not like it's uh, the whole country's favorite character. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those don't do well there. So I actually feel like the best way to make a Power Rangers movie that does better over there is to not lean so hard on, on the fucking Mighty Morphin stuff, which like uh, leads me to wonder also, do you think they're going to continue this extremely hard uh like uh, uh emphasis on the Mighty Morphin stuff that uh that Saban had been doing where they kept releasing stuff from the original team even when it didn't have anything to do with the, what's on the show? Like I I really wonder if they're going to keep that that tack. So
3: here's my thinking. <clears throat> I feel like it it if this is if they are just going to completely reboot it again, which I mean, we're, we're at a point in our society where you totally can just reboot a movie again, like two or three thing years later. I, I wanted to say about um,
1: that is but, I'll be bummed if they, I'll be bummed cause they're going to lose the cast and of everything else. Like all those actors did good. That's a bummer too. Yeah, me.
3: They did. They did a really so Mike, great job. So, What's your
2: thoughts that. on this? Um, sorry, but <laughs> <Go ahead>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I've actually kind of lost my train oh, of thought. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, Get- so no, uh, uh what I was gonna say is, if they do indeed reboot everything, I feel on some level they still, they still kind of have to at least maintain the basic framework of the original team, you know. Well, like I mean, they 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 can change around like who the starting roster is, but also like why? Why would they? You know. I just
1: i I think the because I think the way that they marketed that movie was largely like here it is it's the power rangers jason and all your best friends are here and i just don't think that works if you didn't if you don't have a nostalgia also the
3: stuff that they marketed the movie with was stuff that happened in like the last 20 minutes of a two and a half hour film
1: well yes that too but again that was a problem so so like i don't know remember how when we were talking about in the run-up like what are they going to do and one of the things we said was, like, while well, they could just make a completely new Power Rangers team, that's what I think they should do, to be honest. Like, if you want to crack into people who don't have nostalgia for it, just have a team of Power Rangers, like, and don't require people to know anything about it.
2: Um, I mean, to be honest, they pretty much did with this. Yes. Like, they took the they took the name and broad theme, but the actual, like... Visual design and everything is very American.
1: But I still feel like when you say, hey, it's the, it's the original team, like you're going to get people who are like, ah, I don't know anything about that. Like, maybe not a huge number, but I don't know. I just don't think it really benefits you, especially the way they did it, where it's not that close to the original team anyway. Yeah, no,
2: they, they had probably the worst combination with that where they were trading on the, like, Names and broad imagery, but that was pretty much the only thing it had in common with the stuff it remembered. So it was yeah, if it was you... trying to trade on nostalgia, it did a really poor so job say, of it. just say,
1: here's a new team of Power Rangers, yep. and then it doesn't matter what the suits look like or the robots. Lo- well, I mean, they should still be cool, but... Well, they should be cool. That would be an improvement. Nobody's going to be like, that's not right on the thing.
3: This is one point where I feel like being Hasbro is going to be kind of actually a bad thing, is... I feel like the like the super gray, super kind of dark, very serious power rangers. I don't really think that can work. Like no. the early parts of the movie worked like as is like a serious dark teen drama because the early parts of the movie they weren't really power rangers. Yeah, I f- I feel like I like I mean, and this this is kind of going back to a, re- a refrain we've we've re- repeated many many times, but like. I feel like you kind of got a Wachowski speed racer this shit if you're going to make Power Rangers work. What's so
2: weird about Hasbro... Wait, okay, hold on. Solution. Get the fucking Wachowski sisters to make I, Power Rangers. I would love that. That'd be
3: great. Um, I would buy 5,000 tickets day one.
2: What I was going to
1: say that's weird about Hasbro is like those Transformers movies are so dark and so serious and so like violent, but their cartoons are like great and like I mean they're not say that they don't have any seriousness but they're really well handled they're four kids largely and they I don't know but they have that weird split um, the thing
3: is the thing is though you can convince uh, a beer drinking you know man's man in his 40s to to want to like watching them transformers punching robots I had them toys yeah yeah I, I feel like Power Rangers came a bit too late and is a bit too much for a younger generation yeah. than that for that to work.
1: I do wonder. Uh, well, well, I, I so I said this off mic, um, uh, to a couple people. I don't remember if it was y'all, but I, I I'm not a hundred. I'm not so worried that they're gonna try to recreate the Transformers movies for Power Rangers for two reasons. One, because the Transformers movies no longer sell, and they've canceled the. Like, they've given up on that. They're going to try something else. Um, But also, uh, I don't know that anyone except Michael Bay could make movies that are that shitty in that particular way. (laughs) So those
2: movies, for better or for worse, do have a very signature style to them that is very Michael Bay. He's an auteur, is the thing.
1: Yeah, he is. (laughs) That's not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. But, yeah,
2: so, like, I don't... He's I'm not an auteur worried. the way David Cage is an auteur.
3: Yeah, but at, at this point, we are we are both repeating our own discussions from before. And also, just kind yeah. of coming yeah. up on the fringes of Lindsay Ellis' The Whole Plate series. So, go watch that, by the way, if you haven't. But, yeah, that's good. Um,
1: but, but yeah. yeah, so, I guess I just wanted to say, like, I'm curious to see where they go. I'm, I 100% understand if they reboot again. I will be bummed to lose that cast...
2: Man, am- could you imagine if they completely rebooted, but used the same cast? That'd be cool. That would be
3: bonkers, but I would be so glad if they did I it. I guess... Like, that would be bonkers in a way I can really appreciate. You're, you
1: remember how um, they changed James Bond's but kept
2: M the same person? Yeah. <laughs> remember how fucking weird that was? <laughs> like, I mean, they've done that multiple times. I'm pretty sure the original M uh, transitioned from... Oh, did she? I didn't know that, but yeah. P. I mean originally like yeah
1: well judy dench is especially because the brosnan to daniel craig switch was so tonally different and they're like yeah no, but judy dench is really cool though so <laughs>
3: that's just that's just kind of uh a, a, a thing with the james Bond movies like the same guy played q in all of them until he just couldn't anymore and then they brought in john cleese and it's like we have to give him a new letter we can't yeah. pretend he's q i
1: you know what yeah do it that's what they should do there you go Take it in a a different direction, a completely different team, except or uh, in terms of like creative team, and then keep the same exact cast. That'd be hilarious, and also I would like it. So anyway, it, it's just this is all again, it's just speculation. Which I know you thought you were out of movie speculation.
2: Guess what? Sorry, no, no nope. I've I've long since learned that it will <laughs> never end.
3: I mean, we we were out of the woods. As far as that went, and then the Hasbro deal happened and it's yeah. like, okay, well it's back on the table, I guess.
2: You know, one day we will finish this podcast. They'll stop making Power Rangers. We'll catch up. We'll finish the podcast. And Zach's still gonna get us together like once a month to talk about that fucking movie.
0: Uh, well,
1: I mean, I assume even if we finish, but they're still making movies, we'll we'll like come back to no, the franchise
2: will be dead and buried. Oh, okay. And you will still bring up the movie. Yeah. No, well
1: that is accurate. I'll I'll pull my dentures out of my water cup and we'll talk about anyway. Now, to,
2: be, to be clear, we're not talking about like 50 years down the road. Like Zach's teeth are going to no, die I,
1: in day from all the soda uh, he drinks. All my soda drinking has rotted my teeth away.
3: Uh, So let's talk. Also, it's it, it's a real act of hubris to even consider any of us outliving the Power Rangers brand.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true. You know, honestly, they are it hasn't been doing super well on tv and the
2: movie didn't do great so like so i mean tv in general isn't doing great like i see this i see the brand transitioning to other media before it just straight up dies right
1: but but it wasn't in a super healthy place so like honestly hasbro buying it
3: the is thing weird. is though i feel like i feel like a fresh creative team which hasbro would bring in and also eventually getting the fuck away from nickelodeon I feel like that would do wonders for it. And like I know we've kind of talked about it before but like the whole series is on Netflix. They could just publish directly to Netflix. Yeah. You get that Netflix push like cuz they'll they'll like they'll they market their original things. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh,
2: Netflix would embrace Power Rangers.
3: Uh, uh you know, ex- except for that one um that was apparently really good and uh was about like like black musicians in the 70s or something they didn't bother to push that one. Oh, I
1: don't reason. remember. I don't know that one.
3: <laughs> probably for a reason, I guess. But anyway, yeah. so
1: yeah, I I I want to be clear like I think bringing in new people is probably nothing but good. <laughs> like that that it seems like it's time. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what what happens. We've now talked about this for like 30 minutes. So, let's move on to the episode. This is uh Episode, please tell me Netflix. Nope, you don't want to. It is season to.
3: three, episode twenty-nine. Master Vile and the metallic armor, part one. Rip Master Vile, everybody!
1: Ooh. Yay, Master Vile! Yeah, there's like um one, two, three, four, five episodes. Left of Power uh, Rangers uh, Season uh, uh, 3, uh, uh, technically. Yes, Eric put in some
2: good. lightning and
1: thunder. So, <laughs> yes, five so this episodes. is weird.
3: I actually watched ahead and I discovered something. Okay. Uh, the, the the opening credits and the theme song and everything doesn't change going from the end of Season 3 to the beginning of Alien Rangers, which means that, like, if you're a little kid watching this back in the day, you have no idea what's coming.
1: Wait, I thought it.
3: Don't, no, straight I up, you they have, change like, it to
1: saying like "Go, Go Alien Rangers," where it's like super obvious. They do that at obvious. the second episode. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and and the thing is, like, there's a there's a cliffhanger going from the end of season three to the beginning of Alien Rangers, so like there's there's like no warning.
2: That's like, kind We know awesome. what's coming
3: because we're living 25 years in the future. Oh, by the way, uh, invest in Apple. Um, but like, we we just like if if like we've been excited like oh here comes master file all oh, here comes them turning into kids all oh, here come the alien rangers all oh, here comes zio children back in the they have no idea they have no idea what they're about to get Th- into that's
2: really cool honestly oh, well, like okay so you say that but i guarantee you this was this shit was like plastered all over commercials on fox kids daily yeah
1: probably but i bet most kids like a lot of kids probably didn't t- tune in when the show comes on and didn't really pay attention to the commercials. But but yes, you're probably right. I bet it was marketed. Um, so we open with our main characters and Lieutenant Stone and Puck and Skull on horses,
2: which... That, I was not expecting that. So, like so I don't m- usually come over- into these episodes expecting much, but this was... <laughs>
1: This took me by surprise. What's the over-under on them on the production team basically saying, like, hey, guys, no raises, but we are going to take you all to a dude ranch and film some episodes there. Like, it, it it smacks of, like, this is a bonus for you guys, is we get to go ride horses. Yeah, they took a field trip. It has nothing to do with the episode, really. Like, it's sort of, but not
3: really. There's some jokes, quote-unquote, I'm I'm doing massive air quotes, but it's an audio medium, of of Bulk and Skull running away from tangas on horseback later. Right.
1: So it opens with Aisha giving maybe like the stiffest exposition line. Ever, which in fairness, it's not her fault. Like the, you can't say this, uh, yeah. Non-stipply. That's, uh,
3: that's also a weird thing to think about. Like as we get close to uh, to Alien Rangers, we're we're just about done with Karen Ashley. She's getting ready to bail.
1: Let's see, Karen, because like she's, yes. she,
3: yeah, she pops up very very briefly at the end of Alien Rangers. Like we see her in the viewing globe, but like for all intents and purposes, she's done playing Aisha at the end of this. Yeah,
1: you know what? And I don't really know why. Cause I know why everybody else left, but you remind me, Mike, help me remember to do research on that before we uh, get she there. It so. might have just
3: been the same reason everybody else. She might just been done.
2: Yeah, that's
1: fairly understandable.
2: Can I just say, talking about the actual episode we're watching? Um, can I just say it's kind of weird seeing people other than Balkan Skull interacting with Lieutenant Stone. I uh,
1: it he. Do you know who I finally realized Lieutenant Stone reminds me of? No, tell me. It's the janitor from Scrubs.
2: Okay, I can see
1: it. Who originally, I think in like the first season, they originally intended that janitor from Scrubs to be like part of JD's imagination. Yep. Because like nobody talks to him for the first season and then eventually they dropped that idea. But, but not to say that I thought Lieutenant Stone was imaginary, but like nobody else talks to him really
2: well we've talked about how weird he is as a character like just how it doesn't it's really hard to pinpoint how he fits into the dynamic of the show and like his whole existence seems to be to either amplify or foil bulk and skull depending on the um situation at hand right so seeing this kind of cartoonishly like character who's calibrated specifically to Balkan Skull interacting with the Power Rangers
3: themselves is just yeah Something's I mean we have seen Lieutenant Stone uh, fall in love with Miss Appleby before so there was oh, that right. yes. but, that uh, was I mean...
2: also weird but in a good way
3: yeah, I, I do love uh, the idea of shows like having these really high concept shit happening early on and then just kind of dropping them. <laughs> like yeah. there was supposed to be this whole thing with The Simpsons where initially like Marge Simpson was secretly like a rabbit and had like ears under that big old oh, yeah, hair of hers. I remember hearing about that. That's yeah. weird. And like one of the biggest like remnants of that is... Uh,
2: well, probably a single ear knowing Matt Groening's work.
3: Yeah. Well, one of the biggest uh, remnants of that was like the Simpsons arcade game and she got electrocuted and you'd see the ears through her hair.
1: Oh, yeah, that's weird. So anyway, yeah. Lieutenant Stone, uh, Aisha says, Lieutenant Stone, it's terrific that the police department is sponsoring a horse trek as part of Nature Appreciation Week.
3: <laughs> and it's it, it's they're specifically just sponsoring it for the seven of us and the sorry, six of us and the three of you. <laughs> there's no one yeah, else. Yeah,
1: it's only the power. That's true. There's no like extras. Also, the other thing about that statement is, you'd think, oh, okay, it's going to be a nature episode. Nope, no, has nothing to do with anything. Is just part of it's the liter- setup.
2: Yeah, it's it's to go back to the Simpsons. It's the opening segment that has absolutely nothing to do with the main plot of the episode. That's just exactly it's just the thing that happens, and then you move on. Yeah.
3: It's, it's also because, I mean, it's Power Rangers, we have to mention how good nature is every so often. Sure. So, so uh, uh, I do want to make a quick note of the fact that, so, through this whole episode, I, I guess this whole multi-parter, really, um, Skull has his, like, police uniform shirt, like, unbuttoned.
1: Yes, he does. Uh, he does that sexy. a lot, but
3: more importantly, you can see his undershirt is his shirt that just says Skullovich on it from when him and Bulk were doing basic training.
1: Yeah, I like it. So, uh, they, there's a quick joke about like, they're all like, oh, we're going to gallop. Uh, and then, uh, they're like, uh oh, Bulk, Bulk Skull are like, no, I don't want go to go fast.
3: They're afraid of the horses.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Lieutenant Stone was like, well, I guess we can get a, a break quickly and take in some nature. And Skull's like, I love nature, especially from the ground. And he gets off the horse and it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Then uh, everybody else gallops a little bit, you know, some, 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 like, this, I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I so get the, like, this is co-workers doing a team building exercise No, I mean, this vibe. is, this is the fucking like,
2: ATVs from the start of season two all over again. Yeah, like,
1: it just has a very, like, this is a nice thing we're doing for the actors. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but I'm then, sorry, I'm
3: just, I'm noticing that, like, the only person wearing sunglasses in this shot is Rocky, and, like, between that and the hair and, like, the look he's got going and the look that Rocky perpetually has on his face, he has a very, like, vanilla ice vibe to him. Oh, God.
1: Yes, he does. I can't dispute that. I wish he, yeah, he, for sure.
3: <laughs> when everything turns blue in a second, like, it really hammers at home.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Hammer was a different guy. There's a shot when it turns blue of Rocky looking confused, and he does, like, he holds his hands up, like, at half height to be like, what's going on? But, yeah, it makes it even more pronounced. This is a good point. So, yes, it turns, everything turns blue and goes dark because there's an earthquake. Yeah, and and the
3: the horses freak out, which, like, anytime there's footage of, like, a horse acting thing where, like, they, they rear up and do all that stuff, I'm always so nervous for the actors
2: yeah, yeah, like that's a that's a situation that can go bad
1: quick. Yeah, especially since I've re- like, well, uh, Luke uh, on a recent episode pulled up how much money it would cost to get uh, people from I forget the name of the association, but basically to get that disclaimer on your show that says like certifiably no animals were harmed, blah blah blah. Is that the
3: uh, is that the ASPCA?
1: No, it's not. It's a different. It's a different company And I don't remember the name But anyway, it's very expensive To get that certification uh, And I have to imagine that a horse Like a Hollywood horse wrangler Is also quite expensive So I'm going to guess they didn't have that I <laughs> I bet that was not part of this um, Oh, it's so, just the
3: American Humane Society
1: There you go, thank you Okay. Um, so anyway, yes they, The horses get freaked out It goes dark And the rangers are all like Try to call Zordon, and he isn't answering, and they're like, well, it's dark. No one will notice if we just teleport away, which, like, is a little bit of a leap, I think. There's only nine people there.
2: It's, it's not like no more a leap than we can walk two feet to the left and no one will see us teleport.
3: Also, like, Bulk skull and Lieutenant Stone are distracted by an earthquake, the world being thrust into darkness, and also horses freaking out
2: plus you know each other like they're the they're the three most distractable people in this fucking city
1: <laughs> yes so they teleport to uh, the command center and it's off the power is all out except for the the the, the computers are off
2: the lights are off so, alpha and to is be off. clear yeah that's the thing alpha is off which means this isn't just a power out it's like an EMP one off or something
3: right yeah. except so this this show is really inconsistent and I, I mean, listen, this show's inconsistent about a lot of things Let's be real This show's really inconsistent about whether or not Alpha needs the command center to be up and running For him to operate
1: Yeah, and sometimes they're like, he can't leave But then he does anyway And, yeah So, so everything is out Except for two things The lights in the side of the command center wall The, like, stars And also The, like Fun neon uh, rings that are, like, around the the poles. I don't know how the fuck to describe those. You know what I'm talking about if you've seen the show. Those those still work for whatever reason. Um, And also, Zordon's not there. He is off. They show the tube, and it's empty. And uh, everyone's,
2: you know, kind of freaked out. Well, so that part at least makes perfect sense. Because you think, because it's... Definitely been consistent that the command center is powering whatever keeps Zordon there. It's like if the command center's power is out, like they can't tune into Zordon. Right.
1: We cut up to the moon. Uh, everyone is freaking out there
2: too. Uh, yeah, it's also
3: dark an and earthquakey on the moon, which. How does. Uh, uh, I don't Mike, know Mike, why Mike, this Mike, Mike,
2: moonquakey. 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 moon-quake-y.
3: Thank you. Um, but, like, <laughs> that's also a thing that happens a lot. In the show in general, and it's gonna happen a lot in in, the, in these coming days, is just they feel earthquakes on the moon, and I don't I don't
1: <laughs> Yeah, okay, this is a good point. That's that is fair. I have never really thought about it before, to be honest. Um but yeah, so some a lightning strike hits the palace, uh, and then we They're oh, sorry, uh Rita and Zed are like, What the fuck? Like they do clearly don't know what's happening either. A uh, lightning strike.
3: Oh, I hits. just noticed there are some big tears in Zed's muscles on his suit. Oh, you're right. I don't right. know if those. I don't Ruh. know if those were always there, or if that's just the suit wearing out, or what. I'm
1: sure the suit is like probably got been repaired a bunch. They. I mean, we've talked about it. They're, they they do a lot of Zed
2: footage, like so. I'm sure it gets torn well, and, and stuff. We've we've remarked a lot of times this season about how much he moves around in it. Right Like he does like He's been dancing around And doing a lot of Exaggerated movements and stuff I could see that thing Getting pretty wrecked up
1: Yeah but also I don't like thinking about Ripped muscle fibers. So <laughs> Uh But anyway So <laughs> Zed's fucking ripped <laughs> Yeah Oh uh, good So anyway
2: Uh Rita I, I assume this is just a joke But she's like fister did you forget to pay The electric bill again Which I have like Multiple questions <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't think she's being serious So we cut over and there is I kind of want to imagine that she is That like just fucking, just the electric company is just like, you know, cutting off the moon somehow
1: So there's this weird That just raises more
3: questions
1: (laughs) So there's this weird like CGI, or not CGI, uh, rotoscope uh, effect They
2: opened a bunch of those snake in a can's Yes, yes.
1: It's a bunch of like blue and yellow energy snake things. Like seriously, Um, they're python patterned. uh, Yes, and uh, a character shows up, and everyone, ladies and
3: gentlemen, a character. Yeah. Okay. I
2: I don't like. How would you describe this guy in like one word, Mike?
3: I would describe him as Master Vile, because yeah. <laughs> that's his name. So, Master but, Vile... Okay, so let's actually talk about this. He is... He's got the head of a hammerhead shark, um, but it's got, like, three people faces on it. Um, he, he's got, like, a giant cape thing cover most of his body. He, he's got these eyeglasses that are, like... Weirdly dignified for what's going on He's got this symbol it, Like it's fucking weird It's
1: really elaborate Like that's the thing is It's a very elaborate costume He's he's also got like a steampunk Sort of thing going on with his Like chest plate Um, And I so Kind of like it
3: It's really it's cool really and you want to know busy. why He's so big and elaborate Why? Because this is the big bad from Cocker Ranger. Okay, that's
1: what I figured. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so his,
3: his name uh, in the Cocker Rangers is uh, Dai- Daimeo. I'm probably saying that wrong. Okay. But it literally translates to the Great Demon King. Okay. And he is the true leader of the Yokai Army Corps. And he is also. And this is um, actually one of the things that actually carries over from Cocker Ranger. He is the father of the character that they turned into Rito.
1: Oh, okay, great. Well, so that's the thing. So there you go. Zed is like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Who is this person? And Rita's like, Zed, this is my dad, Master Vile. And Zed
2: freaks out, which is pretty good. So, I mean, that's the most rational response, because one, both Rita's father, which is scary in and of itself, and he's called Master Vile, and he looks like that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. So okay, let's just let's just talk about it. Uh, there's a line shortly where. Well, I guess let's hold off and, for just a second. I'll, I'll bring it up when we get there. We cut back down to the command center. Uh, everything turns back on, and they're like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Because we thought you were setting up like a mystery, and no, actually, everything's fine. And Zordon's like, "Oh, sorry. Uh, some evil like put." There was, like, an evil sunspot, and it interrupted, like, power. The,
3: the, like like an evil power surge, and it took some time for, the like, the protectors to, to reset.
1: Yes, the 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 explanation is kind of nonsense. And also, like, the idea of the command center being off when you co- go there is so cool. And I think this is the second or third time... Where that's happened, and then it's been resolved immediately, and not been any source of tension, which is frustrating. Um, so, they're like, well, what was the source of evil? And Zordon's like, eh, I don't know, but I've got an idea? And then he doesn't tell them anything.
2: Um, he does show them the So, we globe. know Zordon's perfectly fine, then.
3: So, this is, this is just Zordon, like, keeping up his his act because like anytime what? something happens he's like i feared this would happen well because he says like, i had my
1: suspicions
3: he, and yeah but he, he he wants to always he, he wants to keep up the this idea that like he knows what's going to happen because he's that smart but he's like i i have a feeling i know what that was i'm not going to tell you but after it does happen i'll tell you oh no my suspicions were confirmed
2: right yeah exactly he's pulling the classic wait to know for sure that your random ass guess is correct
1: But that's the thing is, he says, I'm not sure, but I have my suspicions. Also, look over there, it's Master Vial on the viewing globe. Like, (laughs) it's it's obviously what the problem is. He also says, this is Rita's father, and then Rocky, who, God bless this sweet boy. I
3: think it's Adam.
1: No, it's Rocky, uh, because he says, (laughs) Rocky says, Rita has a father, and then Adam is like... uh, yeah, nice family tree, and I just love that. Uh, I love Rocky. I didn't at first because I felt like he didn't have a character trait, and once we realized that his two character traits are is dumb and has car, I have
3: really started to like him a lot. Um, it's it's so fucked up because like again, we were we were. Th- like we thought that Rocky being kind of a dipshit was us just like extrapolating no, from always, like Steve Cortez's acting. Yeah. But like yeah, he's he's always saying the dumbest things. Yeah.
1: Um now the the correct question would have been, wait, that's Rita's
3: father? But yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh so I mean, in fairness to Rocky, I'm gonna defend him for a sec here. You kind of can't assume anything about weird space monster, right?
2: Not to anatomy. mention her brother looks it's like a skeleton man. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say not only just doesn't look anything like her from a like family resemblance standpoint, but like you can't even tell if they're from the same like planet or whatever. Right. So like it could, I could see how he like assumed well they're not like biologically related. So Zordon, Wait, are Rito?
3: what planet are Rito and Rita supposed to be from? I don't think they
1: ever say. Zordon has a home planet. Who Eltar? Uh, they told us where Alpha was from, which was Edenoy. And then I don't think they ever tell you, but, but well, at least not for a while. Because when we get to in space, there's a bunch of backstory, but I I don't think they've mentioned it yet.
3: Okay, according to Ranger Wiki, and I mean you know Ranger Wiki, grain of salt. Ugh. His home planet is Gamma Vile.
2: Sure, great name. <laughs>
3: So, so wait uh, is
2: this a is this a fucking Vegeta thing where he named the planet after himself?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So they say, okay. Well, what's the be, be- the deal with this guy? And Zordon's like, he's conquered the M fifty one galaxy. <laughs> you know that galaxy that we all know about.
3: <laughs> God, it, that feels like it's a reference to something. Like that's got to be like an in it's joke a for the weird
1: crew. Bit of. Specific, uh, specificity in a show that usually doesn't do that. Um, but yeah, then he's like, oh, also by um, the way... Okay,
2: I- so I looked up M51 and the very first uh, listing I got is from drugs.com. Um, it's apparently the uh, imprint on amitriptyline hydrochloride.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> it is used, used in the treatment for of what?
2: pain, insomnia, anxiety and stress, chronic myo. basical, basical pain, burning mouth syndrome, and more. Oh, burning mouth syndrome. Great. Wow. Uh,
1: So anyway, uh, they, Zordon's like, "Uh, so this sucks, but luckily I've been working on an upgrade for your powers.
2: Okay. Number number three in here actually points out this is an actual uh, gap. There's actual galaxy called M51. Okay, cool. It's the whirlpool galaxy. It looks kind of cool. Okay, well there you go.
3: Whirlpool, woo! <laughs> did, you, did you ever do that growing up? Like you get whirlpool? into a, a pool with like uh, oh. so. So we had uh, this thing like uh, with all my brothers and sisters. We'd all just, like do laps around the pool, like going in oh, yeah, the same try, direction. Yeah, try, a, and, yeah, try and
2: get the the water spinning. Yeah, then ev- yeah.
3: eventually once you stop, like it, keep, it like it'll keep pulling you along. Like that shit's fun. Yeah, yeah
1: that was yes. cool. I, I actually like have done this before. I just didn't know what you're talking about. So. Zordon's like, "Yes, I've been working on an upgrade for your powers. It's powerful metallic armor and it will it's built into your suits and it taps directly into the morphing grid and allows you to better receive the power of the grid and it's going to be great." Spoiler and, alert,
2: Zordon bought some glitter. Yeah, okay, yeah. listen.
1: I was going <laughs> to make a ju- I was considering doing a bit the whole episode where I'm like, "Can't wait to see that cool new armor." But no, it, they they spray stick on glitter onto the power rangers outfits like yeah. i think they
2: i think they digitally inserted the glitter but no,
1: okay fair enough but no, is-
3: i think i think it's just uh, i think they just painted the suits here's the thing
1: i get that the idea of this show is largely speaking of play vegeta like in in dragon ball the whole thing is like okay what's the next thing what's the next power up like Power Rangers is largely the same. What's the next Megazord? What's the next weapon? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's because it's toys, which is fine and understandable. But it doesn't look any different almost at all. And they didn't have, like, they basically were like, okay, it's time for a new power-up. But they didn't have anything to do. Like, there was no nothing to pull from footage.
3: I have to Th- assume there were, like, metal paint version toys.
1: Th- that's what I was actually going to ask. Was there a toy of this? Because otherwise I'm extra <laughs> rangers baffled. ranger's trans metals. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like, I don't know. It's just crazy that it. They were like, it's time for another upgrade. Okay, what are we going to do? We can't really, like, build new suits from scratch. We don't have anything to pull from from the Sentai. I don't know. Just make them shiny. Like.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's.
1: <sighs> well, well, we'll talk about them more when they actually put them on. Right. So, um, in any case, uh, they're like, okay, we're going to. Do this metallic armor thing. To do it, say metal. What is is like metal? Metallic pow- armor power up. There you go. Uh, also, as Zordon always does when he gives them a new power, he says this is only for super special situations. If you use it too much, it could be dangerous. Also, I'm lying because this never
2: happens. <laughs> like. I
3: feel like this is they're the f- going to start using it for the rest of their time as Mighty Morphin Rangers which admittedly is not long. But I feel like So he this is was like right. F-
2: it is dangerous. They start <laughs> using it and then they get turned into fucking kids.
1: I feel like this is like the fifth time that he's introduced a new power or or like you know where he's like uh, you can continue to draw on everyone else's power but it could be dangerous and right. it's not so,
2: though. Like I mean just- like the that setup feels like uh, like an excuse to for them to not be using this new thing they introduced very often. But then they go ahead and use it all the time. So it's like they're giving themselves an out for something they don't actually do. My favorite part about this is uh,
1: they later say it can't be used outside of Earth's atmosphere. Why? Who knows? Uh, as far as I can tell on the... um. Uh, ranger wiki for the metallic armor it doesn't say anything about uh, toys or anything so who knows i I don't know it just seems crazy that they wouldn't make a toy about it so
2: or rather it seems crazy that they introduced this without any real reason right that's what
1: kind of what i'm getting at like yeah they didn't have because if they'd had stock footage of it I would understand, but they don't, and they didn't make a toy out of it, so there's a monetary reason to do it. It's just bizarre. I don't understand why they did this.
3: But then our worst fears are realized once again, Rangers. Yes. Bulkhead Skull and Lieutenant Stone noticed we were gone. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, before this, really quickly, uh, Billy says, like, hey, the armor's cool, but he uh, he says it that way, but we still need the d- falcons or and ninja or fner, I'm Billy. I'm sad. Uh, and then
3: well, the, he's actually got priorities, though. Like, yes, but like, why just, haven't they tried to save ninja? No,
1: that's crazy. Like, I, I love that.
2: They're just like, oh, by the way, kids, in case you forgot. This
1: is still...
3: Well, so I things. like the
2: idea that literally every time they, like, confab about anything at the command center, Billy's like, hey, so uh, are we going to do anything about that Falcon Zord and Ninjor problem? And everyone just kind of rolls their eyes like, yes, Billy, we'll get on it. <laughs> yeah. And then they go back to whatever they were doing. So anyway,
1: yes. Uh, uh, Box Skull and Lieutenant Stone have, in fact, noticed the Rangers are gone. We cut down and, uh, Skull gets a good joke where, uh, where Lieutenant Stone says, the darkness can only mean one thing, and Skull says, that daylight savings time is over, sir. And
2: uh, Lieutenant Stone's like, no, monster attack, you idiot. This, was also, <laughs> this is also very weird to hear Lieutenant Stone acknowledging that. The monster attack, yeah. yeah. Well, that, hey, this must mean there's a monster attack, when literally every time Bulk and Skull have gotten in trouble because of a monster, he's been like, what, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's also just weird to see a cop like straight up saying there's monsters. Like I so I know- you say that, but I watched a lot of Godzilla movies today and it's not that weird. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But like you know that they know about it. It's just still weird to see law enforcement being like, Yep, it's probably a monster attack. Uh so Lieutenant Stone tells Balkan Skull to ride. Oh boy, for- okay.
2: I almost made a really, really dark joke there. (laughs) He tells them to ride for help. Uh,
1: We cut back up to the moon. And Master Vile is disappointed in Rita's choice of mate. He says, I can't believe you married Lord Zed. You should have at least married someone who has a skull. Now, two ways to take this. Yeah, uh, yep. I had the same thought. Either he's upset it doesn't look more... By the way, you said he has, like, human... uh, like, people faces, but he also sort of looks like he has a skull face. Like, it, it's kind of hard to... I think they're implying that both he and Rito have skull faces, um, even though it doesn't really look that way. Which, like... Does that mean Rita is adopted, but the other two are...
2: Blood related. Well, well, we don't know. We don't know. Like Rita could be too, and it could be that their species just has some pretty wild variances in physical appearance. Sure. We he does specifically um, refer to Rito later in this episode in a way that implies that they're biologically related.
1: Yeah. So, so either he's disappointed that uh, Rita has not married someone with a skull face, or he's saying Zed. Doesn't have a skull in his head like literally is just like a meat meat face meat head
3: I I mean like his his brain is exposed Like he's just kind of got a metal frame Yeah, you know actually that
2: like we've kind of talked about him having like that exoskeleton or whatever which would imply he doesn't have an endoskeleton
3: Cuz your brains
1: in your skull so, this is a good point and something I've never really considered. So, yeah, I guess he's disappointed that Rita married someone who doesn't have a skeleton. <laughs> like, okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, Zed... And also, Zed doesn't deny it, which is pretty funny. He's like, listen, I may not have a skull, but I capture the Falcon Zord and Ninjur, and I kick ass. And, uh, Master is actually impressed. He's like, whoa! That's crazy. I don't. I don't even believe it. And then fucking okay. I love this scene so much. It's Rito is like, no, it's true, Dad. Look, here's Ninjor in this bottle right here. That is literally what he says. He says it's
2: true, Dad. Like, I love. I love how Rito talks to Master
1: Vile. And he drops it. And also before the green screen shot of tiny Ninjor on the like palace floor. You first just see literally a ninja toy on the ground, which I love how much the show uses toys of the show as props.
2: Like this Uh, isn't the only time this happens this episode.
1: No. Um, So ninja is like, Oh shit, I'm out. Yes. This is the best. You'll never catch me. Um, Now. I think this scene is the strongest case yet for our theory that no one on the moon actually cares about Taking over the world anymore, because the lackadaisical nature with which they sort of try to get Ninja back is like, like the entire Evil Moon crew is just kind of staring at him,
2: like almost. Sorry, I I just need to I just need to talk about this because I was letting it run while we you were talking, and so Master Ball yells at Rito for dropping her over, and he says, "G Pop," also. Wait-
0: Literally yes,
2: those words he, This is fucking leave it to beaver on the moon Master Vile
1: says Rito get him back And then I assume how they shot the next shot Is that no one was in the Rito costume And they just Threw the costume <laughs> Because it looks Like a shot out of Fucking um, oh, What's that movie with the dead guy and they have to pretend he's weekend alive. Weekend at
2: Bernie's? Weekend
1: at Bernie's, yes. It looks like a Weekend at Bernie's shot, except it's a skeleton man instead of a corpse.
2: Yeah, he just throws <laughs> himself on the yeah, ground.
1: Yeah. Um, so he, he tries to grab him, and then Rita is, it tells Babu and Squat to help him, but Rita, Goldar, and Zed, and Master Vile, just stand there and don't help at all. <laughs> like, it's... It, it, The key to your plan is a little tiny man in your lair, and you just are like, ah, that sucks. Like, (laughs) I feel like these people have motivation problems. No,
2: no. here's the problem. All that fog that they're constantly pumping in has completely obscured the tiny man on the ground. This is a good point. They They, literally cannot find him.
1: The atmospheric fog that they have has made it so they can't fucking see him, which is pretty good.
3: Uh... It's just, this scene, this scene of just really, really reinforcing that the villains have no one competent on their team.
1: No, 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 Absolutely no, no. no one. No. This uh, is like, this is the fucking Keystone Cops. Yes, it's very bad. Um,
2: they fail to grab Ninjor, um... He gets and, big, and Balkans or Balkan Skull, Squat, and Babu go to grab him and like smash into each other. I guess. I think that's like the twentieth time we've called Squat and Babu Balkan Skull. By accident.
3: I mean, we like <laughs> yeah.
2: said they're the same thing. No, and no, so, and you're, the, the, you're the, right.
3: the end result of all this is is Ninja gets away, and we end up with a pile well, of... I, yeah, of... no, I
2: wanted to I wanted to get there because so Rito hears them fall or whatever, turns around, sees Ninja, runs at him blindly, and trips over Squat and Babu on the ground.
1: And then Goldar runs at him, swings his sword at as Ninjor teleports away, and then his like through swing is so powerful that he falls down <laughs> on top of everybody else. It's super goofy. I, I really like it.
2: Rita literally face palms.
1: Yeah. Also, there is a quick mention of the Zeo Crystal, where Master Vial says he's playing involves... A certain crystal, the Zeo crystal to be exact, which is great. I like, uh, they're setting it up. So we're, we're getting there. Um, then Ninja Orr teleports back to the command center.
2: What the fuck guys? Why didn't you come rescue
1: me? Hey, how come nobody even pretended like they gave a shit? <laughs> he says, uh, I wish, <laughs> I wish Luke was here to do his acts as a uh, voice. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Adrian, my wife, was watching this with me, and she hates Power Rangers. And even she was like, I like Ninjor. <laughs> 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 he's silly.
2: <laughs> oh, so, he's such an earnest goofball.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Ninjor is like, Master Vile has an evil plot, and he wants the Zeo Crystal. Um Then we get an explanation of the crystal, which is, uh, that it's from the M51 galaxy. It, it is under the palace on the moon. And that's actually why they took over that palace is because Rita and Zed were trying to get this crystal the whole time, I guess. But they can't because it is, uh, protected by a force field that makes it so only pure good people can touch it. Um... And, uh, yeah, they've tried to get it, but can't get through the the force field. I
2: can't oh, remember... The place if... it's in is called the Caves of Deception, which... Yes,
1: good name. Uh, I can't remember if it's from the comics or, or something, and we've mentioned it before, but, uh... Somewhere in the extended universe, or maybe in the show, they say that Zed tried to grab it, and Zach, that's why it's he has this. Like five episode. minutes from oh, now, oh, is that in this? Okay, okay, yeah, I, I couldn't remember. Uh, so that's actually in the show. That's dark as fuck. Like, how do you just casually toss off? Oh yes, yeah, Lord Zed I tried mean, to grab this crystal, and it ripped all of his skin off.
2: Like, I mean, that's basically it. They just don't say it ripped all of his skin off. They leave that to the sure. obvious.
1: It's. Terrifying, but anyway. Um. So yeah, they, there's this crystal of pure good under the palace. Uh, so and yeah.
2: So when when Zordon explains that it's directly beneath Rita and Zed's palace, they cut to Rocky with his you know typical Rocky expression, and it's probably the most appropriate time to show that expression because, like, I'm sorry, what? Yes. This, like <laughs> well, that's
1: that's insane. I actually kind of like it because it it's a retcon obviously when they like put them in the moon palace they hadn't thought of this but it makes sense that they would there's this crazy powerful thing and they would set their base up right over it like I right get no it. no
2: i i i'm not saying it's like a fucking weird story beat or whatever i'm just saying like the reaction from Rocky oh, sure. there makes perfect sense to that revelation yeah. of
3: like oh great cool awesome it's like real, we've been, how long we've we been doing this yeah. Do <laughs> you think you would have mentioned this at some point, Zordon? I mean, come on. Yeah. So But also, like the the scene so apparently this powerful crystal was in the hands of people living in the galaxy that Master Vile conquered. Yes. I don't know why they didn't use it, but okay. Um, yeah, good question. They... Well, see the
2: problem <laughs> is nobody in that galaxy is actually purely good. They're all kind of dickbags. Well, <laughs> They're so, just like, passive aggressive like... Yeah,
3: we sure. get this hilarious uh, flashback. What you don't like of- the, you don't like the the robes, the cool purple robes. <laughs> these these supposed M fifty one Galaxy fucking aliens setting the Zeo crystal up in this pedestal, like sword in the stone ass fucking sticking out of this gumball, and they just fucking wave their staffs as like boom, that's a force field. Only good people can get through. Our job is done. Yeah,
2: they put less effort into that than Zed and Rita do to growing their monsters every week. Yeah,
3: What I I love is this conceit of, like, they would specifically hide this thing on the moon of Earth because...
2: Well, Zordon's there. I suppose they figured he'd keep an eye on it, which was a fucking mistake on their part, but you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad call.
3: (laughs) Hey, Zordon can watch it for us. That's the thing is I don't understand one hundred percent how the timeline lines up. Was Zordon here at this point? Zordon's been here for at
1: least ten thousand years because he's been yeah, here. But how since long his... ago
3: was the Zeo crystal? Right. Nonsense. Yeah, that's the
2: thing. We don't get a we don't get a sense of time for this. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he they just don't says, tell you. Because remember, ago.
3: Zed tried to get at this crystal and fucked up. Well, so here's the thing. A... Well, but so
2: here's the thing. um- if you'll recall, when Zed showed up, they um revealed that Rita had been sent to Earth specifically by him as part of his like campaign of evil or whatever, presumably because of the Zeo Crystal that was there.
1: Yeah, it doesn't so, the Ranger wiki doesn't say which tells my me. My
2: guess, just from the bits bits and pieces of stuff we picked up, is um, and some of this comes from some stuff in the comics, which obviously aren't canon. But um, my impression is um, the reason the war came to Earth in the first place is because the ZEO Crystal is there.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Because otherwise, why would they bring it there? That that right. That, I can d- d- dig on that. Sure. So like
2: Zordon and Rita were probably fighting over the crystal. Um at some point, because this is Zed's palace that Rita was on in the moon. like right. It was implied he owned it, so he, so he probably built it there. So this was the whole
1: thing they were fighting over, and
2: that's right, why Like came Zed there. Prob- Yep, Zed built the palace there because he wanted to get to the zeo crystal and couldn't. Um, so it was like, well, I guess I'll just sit on it until I can deal with something. Meanwhile, Zordon, who was assigned to Earth to protect it, was like, well, I can't let that stand and did did battle and got trapped in a time warp and blah, blah, blah. It's
1: worth noting, weirdly, that's exactly what happens in the movie. The Zio, Z- or Zordon's team is there to protect the Zio crystal from Rita. It, it, it operates differently, but that's pretty funny to me that that's exactly what they did
2: in the movie. So well, anyway, I, mean, I assume somebody sat down and looked at this show and was sure. like, okay, what do we do with this?
1: So uh, there's also a quick note by Zordon that doesn't really seem to. M- like, I don't know why he says this here, but he says, oh, also the Zeo Crystal's power increases with time, just period. So if he gets the Zeo Crystal, that's very bad. He could rule the whole universe. Okay, great. It's, um, it's like wine. <laughs> yes. Uh, the The fact that the Zeo powers get more powerful always makes Turbo even dumber, but we'll talk about that when we get to it, I'm sure. Um, so... Yeah, they're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, oh no, wait, that doesn't happen yet. They're, everyone's freaked out. They're like, oh no, that sounds bad. Cut up to the moon. Um, at the moon, uh, they're they're like, oh, you can't get to the ZEO crystal. It's so it's
2: Zed ahead. Zed specifically. Like he's worked up about this. The first thing we see is him kicking at the ground. He's like, you'll never get to it. The yeah, force field will destroy anyone. Who possesses even an ounce of evil? And then Rita. And then this was when Rita reveals that he tried. She's oh, like, "Yeah, he right. tried to do it once, and now look and look what happened to him."
1: Yeah, yeah. It's also funny that, like, I'm sorry, you said he kicks her. Like Zed, literally, like Charlie Brown's. He's just like, "No, he kicks it to the <laughs> ground." I said, which is yes, yes.
3: yeah. Uh, but ahead. so, so Master Vile has this pulsating sack filled with vines and shit. Yeah, I don't like it. It's <laughs> weird, and he's like. Okay, feed the Tangas this, and it'll make him stronger. And he throws it to Zed, who uh, I believe throws it to Rito. Goldar, who then Rito throws it to. And then, uh,
1: yeah, they
2: just to talk, squad. They all talk. They all They kind of
3: hot potato it for a bit. That is
2: the. That is the basically how literally everything at the Moon works.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, Z- uh, sorry, Vile says he's going to take Goldar and Rito down to Earth to fuck oh, everything up.
2: Also, also, um, we are spared some. Some horrors with a word choice here, because, uh, Mr. Master Vile says, don't worry, father's home, and I'm gonna take care of everything. And,
1: oh yeah, boy. Thankfully, they don't call him daddy, which is good. No, uh, they do.
3: Rito calls him daddy a couple times. That is true. But yes. he does not, not this episode, s- but I think, he but does, but does eventually. not say
1: the words daddy's home. No, he doesn't say daddy's home. Um, so they're like, okay. He, do,
3: he does say, though, he does say that, like, father's going to make everything wrong again.
1: Yes. ha, ha Which ha, I like.
3: Ha, ha, I get it. I like uh, that bit. I'm, I'm sorry, I do. It's yeah. good.
1: So he gives them the stuff Hush to feed no, to baby, the Tangas. Baby, don't you It's supposed to make the Tangas super strong. Um, they teleport uh, down to Master Vile's ship. Which we only see for two seconds, and that's a goddamn shame, because it's a giant flying
2: skull, and it looks so fucking cool. <laughs> they literally call it his space skull, which is yes. so
3: stupid. I yeah. love it's it real good. Yes. But I, nearest I could tell the reason we don't get that much footage of it is that in this show, it's a spaceship, but in Kaku Ranger, it's a flying castle.
1: Okay, <laughs> so
3: we they can't show it too much, otherwise, I guess kids would notice it's a castle? Question mark?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just love that somebody super seriously said the words, "Your dad's space skull is flying towards Earth," as if yes. it's just a casual thing.
1: Yes. Also, uh, there is a shot this ha- in the hashtag that
3: hashtag dad things. Am I right? In you that know, shot, you can barbecuing, actually <laughs> playing catch. You know, watching the game, tossing the old getting around, flying the space Fly skull the
1: space skull In that shot you can actually see uh, Master Vile in the Mouth of it, like driving it I guess, which is pretty great Um But yeah, then we we Cut to inside the space skull And Master Vile's Like uh, Alright, I'm gonna get to work, now you guys Just stand here, I don't even know Why I brought you <laughs> Um
3: so he's gonna puke up an egg.
1: Yes, so he says, I'm gonna make a monster that will put Lord Zed's creations to shame. He mm. vomits this creepy
2: blue egg. Like, and... if you thought Ivan Ooze in the movie was weird and gross, he's got yeah. nothing on Master Vile.
1: And he cracks master it open. Master Vile
3: lives up to his name. Yeah,
1: he cracks this it open. foul. And pours this blue goo on the ground. And this is a gross scene. Like, this...
2: it's... This is the like distillation of all those kids' toy commercials from the nineties of Gross Out Your Sister with this slime factory.
1: Yeah, yes, 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 totally.
3: I do want to talk about what the uh original Cocker Ranger version of this monster we're about to meet. Uh okay. is is what's going on there.
2: Okay, the blue globber, you mean?
3: Yeah, the blue the blue glober. Uh. Uh. <laughs> This, uh, it's originally named Dara Dara, and it's effectively a clone that, uh, uh that the Master File equivalent made of himself, of his own energy, and its whole deal is that it can absorb the powers of, of other people. Oh,
1: well, that's what it does, so there you yeah. go.
3: Yeah, well, so it it, inv- it it sucks up the power of, of Ninja Man slash Ninja but also, in the original, it actually sucks up the powers of all the Cocker Rangers except the red one.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, okay.
3: Which actually explains some of the weird shit with the footage we'll see later Okay. Uh, in, like, part three. But um, – and so, ultimately – and this is also another thing that carries over is the idea that this monster's whole thing is, like, linking itself to people so you can't hurt it. Otherwise, you'll hurt the other person. Uh, but then the weakness they ultimately discover there that they don't discover here in the, in the American version – is that it's like, oh, well, if you just go fight Master Vile, since he's also connected, it'll free everybody.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah. So, Master Vile says, the plan is, I'm gonna use the Blue Globber monster Well, to- no, so
2: he doesn't immediately come out and say, he's just like, hey, this is the Blue Globber, and, and Goldar and, uh, Rito are trying to find out what he does, and Rito does this weird charades thing. Yes, yes, he does. He's like, sounds like,
1: two words, yeah, and... Uh, master Vile's like okay I'm gonna use the blue Globber to take over um uh, Ninjor's powers and then I'm gonna use that to take uh to force the Rangers to get the Zeo crystal for me which so my uh, question
2: like so my question is and this is mostly based on Mike describing what happened in the other version um if he's gonna capture the rangers anyways why not steal their powers too who knows Also, Eh. I love that uh, there are
1: so many, how many times have they tried to force the Power Rangers to do something
2: for them? It never fucking works. They've (laughs) literally already tried to force the Rangers to do stuff for Captured Ninjor, and they straight
3: up said, no, we're not going to.
2: Yep.
3: In fact, that's how they gave
1: them their new zords. So it never
3: goes good. Yeah. So, a re- actually, a recurring pattern with Master Vile is he has plans that Zed and Rita already tried, but he does them marginally better. So, like, But not a lot
1: better, just a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: One thing I do want to point out is, during this whole scene where Master Vile is summoning the Blue Globber and Rito and, and Goldar are reacting to it, we're doing a lot of cutting back and forth between what is obviously Cocker Ranger footage and what is obviously American footage. Uh, and in the American footage when it's Master Masterfowl and the blue globber. We get this great shot where he's standing next to a fake skull with a fake candle coming out of it, and it's very obviously one of those fake candles that has, like, a light bulb at the
1: top. Yeah, it's good. Like, you can pretty
3: clearly see the light bulb. It's kind
1: of hilarious. It's pretty great. I love when they use Halloween props. Uh, so, yeah, we see now a shot of... Um, of squat feeding that bag to the tangas And basically the idea is This is going to make them super tangas I was like oh cool I wonder how they'll have modified the tanga suits To look more threatening No No <laughs> Why would you ever assume Because I'm an idiot So we cut to the command center I want to quick, quickly note I really like watching ninjas Standing next to normal humans Like something about it is just very good. It's like watching a
2: good I really like seeing Squat talking to the Tengas like they're chickens.
1: Yes, yes. He's like a good I'ma feed you birdies. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um so yeah, we got back down to the command center. Uh everyone's like, oh shit, the Tengas are attacking uh uh Balkan Skull. So they morph and get on over there to fight the Tangas. And let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
2: Uh, Hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle. Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out... Realization Experiences with HRT Thoughts on Surgery Romance And Family You can find us at TM RadioCast on Twitter And you can send in questions to TransmissionQuestions at gmail.com And TransmissionRadioPodcast.tumblr.com Join us three on what it's all about being trans in your mid-twenties Through our own, frankly, weird and wonderful experiences
1: So, we have a Tenga fight, except the Rangers get their butts kicked in. It is not close. And again, I hinted, but these are super powerful Tengas, and they don't look any different. (laughs) Which I know we had the Super Putties before. I can't remember now if they look different, though, to be honest. It's been so long. Um, But yeah, there's no. They could have at least made
2: them like sparkly or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think so, but no, they all get their butts kicked. Um, they call. Do they call Ninja first? Yeah, they call Ninja to
2: help them. Right, because that was the trap that's being sprung. That's the trap. Uh, Ninja comes down. Why the did glo-
3: they? Why did they call for help before using the metal suits?
2: Because the metal suits are only for an absolute emergency. Yeah, because
1: Zordon. It's actually Zordon's fucking fault because he said it's super dangerous and they shouldn't do it unless it's really crucial um and they're and i guess they're like well this is tengas like it shouldn't be that big of a deal so they call ninja down and he immediately gets grabbed by the blue globber and he tries to get away by growing because he can just grow
3: i do love that like tommy's just like ninja get out of there and ninja's like the best way out is up
1: yes yeah but
3: unfortunately the God, Globber. I, i'm so upset about how little ninja we get in general.
1: Yes, like, it's a bummer, he's, he's so so good.
3: fucking great. I so love I, Ninja.
2: This, yeah, no, this whole bit is fantastic, because that thing just grabs onto his back, and he's, like, flailing around, because he can't reach it, because it's on his back, and he's, like, not a very flexible dude. Yeah, and he's a robot man, and, so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he's, he's flailing around, and then he, like, grows to get it off, but the globber's still hanging on, and, like, not missing a beat, they immediately grow the globber. And so Ninja's like, alright, alright, I got this And then the thing grows, and he's like, ah, crap Yeah,
1: so Uh, they So then, yeah, Ninjor gets drained He, his powers get sucked Out of him, and he disappears Along with the Globber monster Um, they get their butts kicked Some more, and then finally say like Okay, it's time to do The metallic armor thing I like how
2: Ninjor got away and got Recaptured within, like, ten minutes I know, it's pretty great
1: um, again, these are just glittery suits. Like, they don't... My wife said she thinks they look like different fabric. I guess it's possible they made a second... I mean, I'm sure they had multiple suits at this point. So maybe they made one Yeah, that I has... think
3: they just made another suit with, like, yeah. the glitter. I've actually...
2: I've seen fabric like this. I'm sure they used, a, a, like, a shiny sort of fabric...
1: Yeah, so maybe these are different also, actual like, suits. But.
3: I'm noticing in some of these shots, like just before this, Tommy's uh, like mantle, I, I, I guess whatever we're calling it, the the chest. Piece, it
1: looks like garbage.
3: Yeah, it, it's looking worse for wear.
1: It doesn't look as bad as the cloth dragon shield, but it looks bad. I did notice that I mean, it looks really beat up. Yeah,
3: yeah, it 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 looks. And the thing is, this isn't like it. It it's not like it was made poorly. It's just. They've been using this for like a season and a half now, and it's yeah. like, it's it shows yeah. that leather's all wrinkled and shit.
2: Anyway, the suits themselves, so there's no actual difference in the design other than the fabric is shiny now, which, at the resolution at which this is broadcast... That's the thing. That's really the thing that kills it. Is you can barely tell. It's the com- it, so it's a combination of two things: the resolution at which it's broadcast and the fact that they're moving around a bunch. And they put and to make things worse, they actually do are doing this effect right now where it's like all blurry. Yeah, he, yeah the they, result- do, they
3: try to do like the the six million dollar man slash bionic woman thing, and it's just it's not working.
2: Yeah. So the end result is due to like film grain and bol- whatever other bullshit like. When they're actually fighting, you can't tell that they've got super suits on.
1: Yeah, so so basically, yeah, they've they everyone has trails when they move, and that is, I guess, to denote like super speed or better strength or whatever, because they handily beat up the Tangas. There's the one a bit
3: where Tommy just yes. glows at them and yeah, they so fall down. <laughs> this
1: shot is kind of incredible. Which is he, like, walks towards the camera like you would away from an explosion, and then he crouches, and he, like, radiates like a lighthouse, and it murders all the Tengas, like, which is crazy. I want so badly
3: an animated, uh, animated gif of that bit. Right also, there. then
1: he says emergency over, which is because they said, like, it's time for an. Em- we need this for an emergency. And then they beat them all up. And then he says emergency over because Tommy's bad at one liners and always has been. Um, They cut back to the command center. And there's a (laughs)
2: Billy. So Billy's like Zordon. We had to use the armor on the Tangas.
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) Please don't yell at us. Yeah, Uh, Billy kind of narks him out. I mean, in
3: fairness, it's it's his way to iterate. Like, hey, so these dudes are a lot stronger than they usually are, and than we were expecting. What the fuck? Why?
1: Why this be Zordon? Tell me now, please. Uh, so Zordon's like, I was afraid that it would come to this, which I think vial. is
2: Zordon's like filler word when he doesn't know how to start a sentence.
1: Zordon, when he's like thinking about what the next thing he should say, is he says like my worst fears or like he has three stock things that he says. So, he's, so when he's
3: saying that he's not, he's not bullshitting. He's just vamping.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, he's pretty much just like putting in filler words until he can think of the next thing right, that he should Right, because Zordon say.
2: operates like a con artist. He never actually thinks ahead. He's just constantly making it up as he goes. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> there you go. Um, when Zordon starts a sentence, he doesn't know where it's going to end. Y- sure.
1: Yes. Okay. Fair. Uh, so at this point... Let's see. Um, yeah. Sorry. I lost my space. So... Tommy says, okay, we still need to get the Falcon Zord back. That is now our, like, all of a sudden, that For is super important. For some reason. Yeah, f- which, okay, to be clear, they never said that the Ninja Zord needs the Falcon Zord to work. And then at some point when no, it did. was stolen, no, but Uh-oh. only after it got taken. And then they're like, oh, now we can't use the Ninja Zords because we don't have the Falcon Zord. Um, so... At this point, they're like, now we really need it back. It's really important. And then also Zordon throws out like, also, you guys should go up to the fucking moon palace, steal the Zeo crystal and
2: smash it. Yeah. He's like, the only way to make sure that it can never be used for evil is to destroy it.
1: Okay. That seems extreme since like you have no... You know that Zed and Rita have been trying to get it
2: forever,
1: and they can't. Why right. do you? Well, think because that, they're like, doing
2: something right now to get it. Like that's clearly the plan here, and it seems to yeah. be moving along. I guess. Yeah, in so. fairness,
3: Zordon straight up says, "Like, hey, Master file is actually a lot more powerful than either Zed or Rita. I've, I feel like he's actually got a shot at this.
1: Sure. Um. So then they say, yeah, like Zordon's like, one of you has to go up to the fucking moon. And go under there and smash it. Um, why just one? Yeah, why not the whole team? Uh, but in any case, they decide that actually what they're going to do is send Tommy and Cat. And Cat comes with the, up with the idea of lying to say that she wants to be evil again.
2: So, yeah, so the idea is they want somebody to distract the like moon crew so they don't realize somebody's snooping around in the caves below.
1: Right. So Kat's going to be like, I want to be evil again, and distract them uh, while Tommy uh, smashes the thing.
2: Now, they also if they hadn't straight up just introduced this plan, that would have led for a pretty interesting cliffhanger at the end of this episode.
1: Oh, yeah, that would have been cool, but that's not what they do. They can't leave you (laughs) in the dark. So then (laughs) Zordon's like, also, remember that cool new power I gave you? It won't work there. Because it's outside of the Earth's atmosphere. Okay.
2: Question mark. Um,
1: yeah, question mark.
2: Well, no, it's not the Earth's atmosphere. It's the moon's atmosphere.
3: Completely different atmosphere.
2: Yes, but no. But, but why, though?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that wasn't my problem with it. Um, <laughs> does Zordon explain what the deal with the Cave of Deception is in this bit? No, he just. They, which is
1: actually pretty funny, because it's just called the Cave of Deception, and they don't really say why, but in fairness, I don't know why they would expect there to be a reason because they've been to a ton of places that are called like the Sea of Sorrow and the Dark of Deep Darkness. And none of them, they all just seem like normal places, really. So I don't know why they would expect it to be any different.
3: But I could swear <laughs> someone warns Tommy at one point about what's going to go on in there, right? Not in I this
1: episode. think so. Not in this episode. Because I, I haven't seen it. Which about I
2: love because Tommy's like, Well, I'll go. And Zoran's like, Alright, see ya. Yeah. Like, yeah. no creeping okay, or anything. You don't need to know what you're look where to go or what you're looking for, or you know, anything. Just have fun. Uh Tommy and Kat
1: teleport up to the moon, which again, yeah. it's still crazy. You can they just, can just do that. into the moon palace. Yeah. Um, and then they hide. And then the next line is. Is Billy saying, "How are Aisha?" Sorry, saying, "How will we operate the Shogun and Ninja Megazords at the same time?" Okay, I rewatched this like three times to make sure that concept was not <laughs> no, introduced. No, no, they did first. not set
2: this up beforehand.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden they're like, "We're going to run both robots at once," and uh, it's like, "Wait, hold In on!" In fact,
2: this is this is coming directly off of them saying, "We need the Falcon Zord back so we can use the Ninja Zord." Right, and so, okay.
1: So, what has happened is Billy says he's created. He essentially made a little tiny toy Falcon Zord that, okay, like, he replicates. Bought,
2: he bought a toy Falcon Zord <laughs> and modified it. Let's be clear uh, the, here. It,
1: and it replicates the real Falcon Zord's energy so they can use it without. Uh, the ch-
2: the ninja Megazord without the actual Falcon Zord.
1: Like, okay, great.
3: At, we should this... have
1: done that twenty episodes ago.
2: Yeah. But fine. Okay. In this scene, he is just straight up holding a Falcon Zord toy that they bought from Toys R Us. Yes, it's great. I, I re- really want, and I really want to know: Does it need to look like the Falcon Zord in order to work? <laughs> no, that was just a vanity thing. I think I d- it no, doesn't no, no. have. To. I want to believe that it has to have the exact same shape of the Falcon Zord. <laughs> if that so, thing looked like the fucking Dragon Zord, it wouldn't work for work at all.
1: He also says it's a remote, so we can run it from the Shogun Zord. Now, you, okay, why ever get in the Megazord then? Like, just what? Uh, anyway,
3: because if you don't get in the Megazord and pilot, so. Zach, I've actually been watching ahead a little bit because I got bored. I watched some of the Alien Rangers. Okay, they control their Zords like telepathically. Like they stand on the ground and do shit. Okay, while the Zords fight, and it's the dumbest fucking thing. It just looks dumb. It looks so stupid.
2: So I mean, yeah, the the reason is, yeah, they can they can control the Ninja Zord remotely from the Shogun Zord, but they still have to also control the Shogun Zord,
1: right? So they're going to be piloting a Megazord while they also pilot a different Megazord with a remote,
2: and also they're down two people. Well, from I, their normal. we've talked about this before. It doesn't seem like they really need the whole team operating to operate the Zords, because right. occasionally a single Ranger has kind of taken control for a bit. I imagine it's a lot harder. But they could probably have two people running one Zord and two people running a drone Zord. Like, yeah, I guess so. So, anyway,
1: that concept is introduced. Then we, uh, cut to Master Vile. If it feels like we're jumping around a lot, yeah, that's this episode. That's cause we are. Uh, this is really funny because, um, Ninjor is tied up on the ground with chains. And first of all, he says he has a headache, which I... Okay, I thought he was like a robot, but I guess he can get headaches. Um, Are you saying robots couldn't
2: get headaches?
1: Well, there wouldn't really be any reason for them to get headaches.
2: Well, that's probably the same reason we get headaches like they've still got stuff going on up there and like they have they have uh, capillaries that get dehydrated and if he has pain receptors and like he works off of energy, like if there's something funky going on with his head, I'm sure it's
3: going to hurt.
1: Okay, robots can get headaches, Lexi. It's fine. Anyway,
3: I've uh... completely lost track of where in the episode we are.
1: <laughs> so here's what's happening. Ninjor is tied up by Master Vile.
3: Oh, Mas- just like my fantasies.
1: Yeah, just like <laughs> all of our best fan fiction. Uh, Masterfile is like, "Hi, Ninjor, The Globber monster took your powers," and then he shows, like, in in like a a, a, a bootleg v- viewing globe, Ninja getting his power trained by <laughs> the Blue Globber. and Ninja is like, "Yeah, I was there." I, like, I remember that happening. You don't have to show it to me again. That just seems kind of shitty. <laughs> to be clear, he literally just goes, I remember.
3: Like, that probably like, makes more sense in the Sentai, where, like, maybe these events were happening further apart, and they wanted to recap for the kids. But, like, in this instance, like, it happened, like, a minute ago. So, here's
2: the thing. Master Vile is better than the than the Moon Crew at everything they do, including gloating. Yes, that's true. Because there's actually a great Master Vile line right
1: after this. Yeah, because so, yeah, Ninja gives him the classic "You won't get away with this" line, and File says, "Why does everyone keep saying that? I am getting away with it, and it's really good. I like that a lot." And then
2: Ninja can't think of anything mean to call him, so he just calls him a villain. Yeah.
3: I, do, I do kind of like that because, like, it's established that Master File did conquer a galaxy somewhere. So I like I like the the kind of dark implication that like every step of the way someone was telling him like you're not going to get away with this and then he does and yes. then you're not going to get away with this and then he does and it just happens over and over again and then he just rules the galaxy.
1: Right. Um. So at this point, uh, they he sends the blue globber to attack the city. Uh, the Rangers. The Rangers fall into his trap at literally every step this whole episode. Um, so they they show up and they're like, "All right, let's let's uh, summon the Ninja Zord with the 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 toy here." They like plug it into the circuit board. Of we the have
2: like Shogun Zord. We have like two minutes left in this episode, and they're summoning the Zords.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's okay because what happens is. Uh, they call the Ninja Megazord. We get the full Ninja Megazord sequence, and then the Blue Glaber monster shows up and sucks both of their energies out immediately. Like, I, <laughs> just
2: that said, I missed the Ninja Megazord.
1: <laughs> Me too. It's a cool. It's a cool uh, Megazord. But yeah, they they immediately lose. Basically, um, the they they freak out. Uh, they say like, well, actually, I guess it doesn't get the Ninja Megazords. It just Drains the Shogun Megazord, uh, which uh, turns off basically. Um, then we cut up to the moon um, and we see Tommy hiding as uh, Zed and Rita are bickering, and then Cat, th- and then they okay, say, whoa, like whoa,
2: whoa, hold on. Before that, yep. uh, Master Vile, Rito, and Goldar are watching all this go on. And then Zed pops into the, like, magical viewing portal magic feed to, like, give a status report.
3: And yeah, Mr. Fell's like, hey, I was watching that. Yeah. <laughs> and says, so right. like, hey, listen, yeah. the rangers are summoning their zords. I'm, like, it's over for... Yeah, we've been through this a bunch of times. Like, you're screwed now. <laughs> that is one nice thing, is that throughout all of this, this three-parter, the following, like weird single one shot we get with Master Vile and then like the the lead in to, to Alien Rangers it really just hammers home the entire time just how fucking miserable Zed is through this entire thing yes. he hates Master Vile so fucking much yeah, yeah um, the,
2: when we cut to the scene Zack started describing like the first thing we see is him leaning over the rail like just looking despondent saying that Master Vile makes his brain itch which <gasps> oh boy there's an image yeah, that's gross. Uh
3: I mean it's right there. He can scratch it. That's oh, the image. That.
2: I don't want
1: a picture.
3: It seems mm, dangerous. Scratching that brain.
1: Um so at this point uh yeah, Zed and Rita are they they seem to both jointly be pissed that Master Vile is going to do what they've been trying to do basically. Um
3: mostly Zed though. Rita seems kind of on some level like Appreciative of her dad, I guess, right. but begrudgingly.
1: So Zed's like, "I wish I had some way to get to the Rangers before he does." And then Kat walks out and says, "What if a Power Ranger were to help you?" And Rita says, "Yeah, whatever. That'll never happen." Whoa, what? <laughs> and then, she- yeah,
3: there's a fucking <laughs> record scratch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she turns around,
2: and Kat's standing there. Yeah, like Rita responds as if it like cuz just somebody in the palace is like talking to her and like it doesn't she doesn't realize for a second, wait, who was that?
1: Right. There is a pretty good moment where they they both like lurch forward that they're like, "Whoa!" And then they literally says, turn
2: to look at one another and do a head shake.
1: Yeah. And she says like, "I've decided I want to be evil again." And Zed's Zed is immediately like, "I don't know about this." But Rita says I knew my little kitty cat had evil in her heart <laughs> and then we zoom in on Tommy uh, in the in the costume like kind of going like oh shit um, and then we see cat's face again looking kind of evil which I wonder if they were trying to imply like maybe she really is
2: but
3: clearly she's not I mean I think that's just her trying to sell it yeah like know?
2: like I said if they hadn't specifically told us this was, part of the plan and like just had her show up here at the end and be like yeah i want to be evil again it, w- it would kind of feel like oh they're really piling on the shit here huh yeah
1: so uh that's the episode this is a uh, part one of a three-parter we um, did get
3: a bunch of outtakes of uh bulk skull and lieutenant stones actors on horses that's about yeah. it
1: um so my favorite part of the show has been the, fa- the Moon family for a while Adding a dad That Zed hates is- I love that Zed is now just surrounded by people He fucking despises listen, Except
2: Zed is for the, Rita Zed is the like, central character of a Like family sitcom
3: Yeah basically And I mean listen even on some level he still kind of hates Rita too Like Zed is just Miserable and it's It's kind of great It's very I-
1: funny yeah, Us- usually,
3: usually in comedies and in kid shows, there's the character that just kind of gets dumped on by the universe, and I tend to hate that particular trope a lot, uh, mostly because I tend to relate to that character.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of but, mean-spirited.
3: Yeah, but, uh, like, Zed's pure evil, so, I mean, fuck it, it's fine. Yeah, no, right. if
2: anyone deserved to be dumped on by the universe, it's,
1: like, Lord Zed. <laughs> and, I mean, he's still fun because he's, like... He Zed is charismatic, which is weird. I mean, he's evil, but you enjoy watching him. So you still are kind of like, man, poor fucking Zed, even though he's like, you know, he wants to murder everyone. Like, it's just it's a very fun dynamic, and uh the dad adds a lot to it, I think. I don't think he's gonna be around for
3: very long,
1: but no, I No, he dig actually it. he
3: leaves like two episodes into Alien Rangers. Which is weird because I, I again, I know very little about where this is going, and I, I just know like as far as I've watched ahead, like, like you would have think you, you would think he would be the villain for Alien Rangers, but now he just bails a little ways into it.
2: Yeah, that is that is um that is the vile repulso repulsa, repulsa family like way is it's just bail just yeah. bail <laughs> as soon as, like try for a little bit and then yeah. Go yeah. on, you're not it's wrong. It's
3: just it's it's weird though, because like you know that a good chunk of the impetus for doing Alien Rangers was that so that they could actually fucking use some of the Cocker Ranger footage, and yeah. it's just like I don't know, he's, 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 he just goes, yeah, he's gone.
1: So that's uh that's it for the episode. Um, I. Uh, I really appreciate people have been sending in questions. I got a bunch of really good ones. We will do them. Unfortunately, I'm running tight on time. Uh, And we had some
3: technical
2: difficulties. Yeah, technical may- difficulties
3: that Eric may or may not be able to smooth out. Yeah, yeah sorry, Eric. M- this
2: one could be a bit of a...
3: Yeah my connection shit itself Sorry so folks So
1: that made it uh, take a little longer to record So we will hold on to those but I've got a bunch of really good ones I want to talk about
2: Also it, it would be fun to do the questions with more people
1: on Just cause Yes. more people who can weigh in The better I got some good ones uh, we will do those soon Thank you for everyone who sent them in um, Yeah I guess uh, That's that's probably pretty much going to do it Thanks to Eric for doing our editing Thank you for to Mitch for our theme song um, and check out uh, audioentropy.com where you can find lots of other cool podcasts and I think that's gonna do it this week, does anybody have anything in particular they'd like to plug? Uh,
0: okay, no, not at the moment <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
1: yeah Uh, so that's gonna do it for us this week I'm excited, this is a fun three-parter even though the metallic armor is very dumb, but You know, in I mean, I'm always on board for glitter-based powers. So, oh, oh, there is something I forgot to mention really quick before we go, which is that the Saban uh, English translation of one of the um, uh, one of the like uh, I'm magical girl anime that they brought over here was Glitter Force, which is just a very funny coincidence. So. Anyway, that's it. Uh, for Teenagers of Latitude, I've been Zach. I've been Lexi. And I've been Mike. And may the glitter protect you always. Glitter! Oh High god, noisy. it's everywhere! <laughs> I don't know where they could have gone, but my years of police experience and keen instinct tells me that darkness can only mean one thing. Uh, that daylight saving time is over, sir?
3: No, you metal marshmallow. It means there's gonna be a monster attack.
0: Monster attack?